Blood, I'm sorry. Hello, everyone. I am Bree. And this is CSI Talk. back to another week another episode of csi talk we hope you're you're doing well and before we get into today's episode two things first this is a safe space for you so and everyone that comes here just to you know chill out with us and listen to two girls talking about their favorite science crime planning show we're here for you and something else a second thing before we get into the episode if you follow me on Twitter, which is at cat Marvel title, I haven't been posting on lately. Weekly, I do this thing of tie episodes that might have been based on true crime cases. I haven't been doing that since of this week. My mental health is not really doing that good right now. You know, it's not that great, and I seek help. And if your mental health is like that too. If you need help and you just want to, you just want to say, you know, or, you know, just want somebody to tell her that it's okay not to be okay. It's okay not to be okay. And you can go ahead and seek help. I don't know about the rest of the world, but at least in my country, September is the month in which is the mental health month is suicide awareness month as well and well we're perfectly in september right now because perfectly in september right the this episode is going to come out on the 31st so yeah september is tomorrow technically <laughs> so your, your mental health is as important as your physical health so if you need to take a break, if you need to just lay low or just take some time for yourself, do it. It's a lot more important and it's worth it. But today, what are we talking about today, Bree? We're talking about episode 619, Spellbound. Well, don't know if you all remember about this episode. But it's about this psychic that predicted her own death. Which is kind of unusual for CSI standards because we that hadn't happened yet on the show. So this is what happens. Also, that's when that's in the episode that we find out more about Greg's family as well, right? So yeah. One of the episodes. Yeah. Because there's an episode down the line in which in which Ian Bowen from from Team Wolf is also in and he plays the uh, suspect. But coming back to six nineteen, a psychic is found dead on her own shop. And Greg believes that she predicted her own death. And Greg also tells Grissom 
That's like right above his family. And but Grissom's like Okay, let's follow this guy is the evidence. And and also in this episode, Detective Packy Jameson, who is a friend of Brass, thinks that the case of this psychic that was found dead is connected to another case that he worked on years ago. And he persuades the CSI to help him solve this old case. So the name of the victim is Sedona Wiley. And on this case, Grissom, Greg, Warwick, um, and Brass, and also Sam Vega is on, on this case. You know, Sam Vega, do you remember him? Vigilante <laughs> that we talked about like two weeks ago. Yeah, he's on this case. So he's still good in this episode. He's still a good guy in this episode. <laughs> so this is a run time he killed his first victim. Yeah. But he's still good. As of today's episode, he's still good. So, <sighs> these two girls, Analia and Lori, which they 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 were in a past CSI episode, right? Yes, Evaluation Day from season one. I think it was really good that they came back. Five years later. I, I loved it. They visit this, this store called Six Cents, which is an occult shop, and they want to get a reading from the victim. And then Sedona, who is the Vic, tells them that she sees blood, the name Ray B. No, the name Ray. 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 Rodium and a one-armed cactus. And the girls want to leave the shop, but she warns them that they are in danger. And after they leave, they are almost hit by a car. And one of the girls calls the driver a jerk and slams her hand on the hood of his car. Which will actually, that act right there is the thing that is going to link the killer to the victim. You know, because of the eyewitness account and the and her handprint on the hood of the car. And the car was red. Yeah. <laughs> so Grissom arrives in the scene and she talks to them. And then she said that one of them went into the store because she figured out her sunglasses. And she found... Oh, the red bean sunglasses. I mean... They are expensive. No, that's what the brand of sunglasses will. Ray Bing. Yeah. They they are expensive. And well because you know when I first saw that I understood as Ray Bands and I was like Oh, that's a that's a glass brand so so Grissom talks to the girl. The girl said that she went on to get the sunglasses that she forgot. And she found the big dad. And when Grissom goes into the shop, he is surprised to see Greg instead of Warwick. Because he paid Warwick, not Greg. 
And then Greg tells him that he had an expertise in the occult and trade his days with Warwick, which makes Grissom really mad because he asked for Warwick, not for Greg. Mm-hmm. And then Big Dave shows up and said that Sedona was shot once through and through, and that her liver temperature is unusual, 98 degrees. And he says that he cannot give them a time of death because the body was still warm. So they he couldn't tell when when she was killed. Yet they can tell, they can give like guess at what time the victim was dead by the temperature of the body, because the temperature of the body is gonna decrease with time. And when they measure the liver temp, they can get an approximation, uh, an expert. they can get a temperature and then they're like, well, she's, she might've been dead in like five or four hours, but since her body was too warm, it means, it means that the time of death is not possible, which could mean that she has been dead like a fresh kill. Right. Yep. Well, the killer trashed the shop and there were broken yarns and bottles everywhere. Like the store is all haystacks. And Greg, and Greg sound blood drops. There were not Sedona's and he thought that the killer cut himself while destroying the, the items. And Greg found that there was no money in the cash register. So he thinks that they could be solving a robbery gone wrong. And Russell goes into the back room and he finds a book on the table labeled Death. The book's name was Death. Okay. Then he finds the Vic's wallet, which if they found the wallet with still money inside, that means that it wasn't a robbery because a robber would steal all the money on site. And then they play back the tape that Sedona did. Sedona always tapes her readings. And they listened to what she was saying, what she told the girls. Greg saw a pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses on the table and thinks that, oh, that's what she meant by Ray-Ban. And then he walks back into the front of the shop and he sees... One-armed cactus. Which was an inside on the bar because he couldn't see both both arms of the cactus. And two broken jars on the ground, the spare that reload and Leo for rodeo. So Greg thinks that Sedona predicts her death. But Grissom is like, uh no. No, that's not what happened. So in autopsy, you know, my favorite 
also known as my favorite scenes of suicide. Dr. Robbins told, tells Grissom that the Vic died from insanguination. You know, it's time to be real here. None of us would have known how to pronounce the word, the word insanguination if we hadn't heard it so many times in CSI. Which means that she bled out when the bullet clicked her aorta. He also found a white powdery substance in her nostrils. That could have been cocaine and sent a sample to colleges. But at the crime scene, Bragg is processing the cash registers and he found, sorry, he finds a lot of prints on it. And he also finds gold flakes in the drawer. So Grissom tells Warwick that he's still working the case, even though he trades days with Greg. That's Grissom being mad at Warwick. And then just tells them that the prints that Greg lifted were also done, except for two. And those two belong to a Reese Bing Bingman? Bingham? Bingham. If your last name is this one, I'm so sorry that I butchered your last name. When she was interrogated, Reese tells Warwick and Brass that he works at a vegetarian restaurant next door to the occult shop, and he brings foods to her when she, to sit down when she ordered, and they had a standing agreement that he would take money from the restaurant from the registers to pay for the food and leave the change. But in the night that she was murdered, he says that he was in a strip club because he had a girlfriend the there was a girl called Star because of the star tattoos on her hips. Gotta love Vegas. And then Retired detective Packy Johnson pays a visit to Brass, asking him about Sedona's case. And then he tells Brass that he visited Sedona a few weeks ago because he wanted new information to a case of a 15 year old case. And the victim was Blair Wallace. And even he believes that's Johnson. Johnson believes that Claire was killed by her husband, Gordon, a former cop, but he never had any evidence to put him away. And the victim told, hold up, so Sedona knew stuff about the case that nobody else knew. And he told, and she told Johnson that Gordon killed Claire, and then her body was buried in Summerlin. And when, when Johnson was interrogating Gordon, he got a rise out of Gordon when he repeated what Sedona told him. And he thought that Gordon killed Sedona because he was afraid that she would lead, that she would lead Johnson to the body. And well, so Johnson wants the lab to run Gordon's prints against all the prints found on the approach shop. And 
While in the meantime, Greg and Warwick are checking the alibi of that guy that brought food. They used to make food to the donor. And they visit the street club and they find Thor, whose real name is Hermich. And then she confirms to them that Reeves was there at the night of Sedona's murder and even waited for her in the parking lot. Yeah, that one, I mean, I know there are investigators, but that would be the case of an actual police investigator, not them, because they are, you know, investigating a crime scene. It's investigators, not detectives. So, person decides to to read everything they have on Claire Wallace's case file. When Catherine walks into his office, she says that she remembers the case and that she had heard that Johnson dug 30, 30 holes in the desert to look for Claire's body. And it's really hard to dug a hole in the desert. And Grissom corrects her and said that it was actually 37 holes. Of course, Grissom would know stuff like that. And Claire and, Go and, and Gordon, they had problems in their marriage and that their fights were legendary. And then when Catherine leaves for her vacation, because she's on vacation, her son tells Mandy to run the, run the fingerprints on a card. And Mandy tells him that since the prints are LVPD, she will have to compare the prints manually, which will take more time, you know, because the prints were in the natural card. It wasn't on the system, on the computer. And that's why she had to look at them uh, through a lens, not through the computer. And there, well, this will take time for her to look at every reach detail to see if the prints are the same. So Harry tells Greg that the powder that they found on the big nostrils was atropine, which comes from Belladonna at Williams. And then Greg remembers that Sedona had a broken down Belladonna on the crime scenes. And Harry says that she didn't have enough of her system to kill her, but it could have caused the temperature to change. So that's why Big Days couldn't could have given Grissom at the exact time. And then Brad goes check for Wendy. And Wendy tells him that the blood drops that he found by the register didn't belong to Sedona, but they belong to a male. So Greg thinks that the killer likely, likely, cutting his hairs when he was breaking the the jars at the shop. And the Belladonna got into his system. And then he tells Wendy that he needs to check the hospitals. Like, dude, even if someone got Belladonna in their system, they're not going to go to the hospitals because that would incriminate them. But they still did. Why? Because sometimes criminals are just dumb. 
And then when he checks the hospitals, he finds a man called Damon Mitchell that was admitted after crashing his car onto a highway. Ten blocks from the crime scene, and his blood tested positive for atrophine, and he had a cut on his hairs that the doctor swabbed and saved it. Okay, I'm trying to learn, to look for the reason why the doctor swabbed the wound, but probably to run a test. Yes, but it's to run a test because if he was in an accident, make sure that. It was not something like PCP or cocaine. Well, it was a white powder. And then Sam Vega, Detective Vega, goes and questions Damon, but Damon is still too high to give any statement. And then Grissom and Brass, they are watching the interrogation, like the video interrogation of Gordon Wallace. And they noticed how he reacted when Johnson mentioned Summerlin. But then Mandy interrupts them and tells them that Gordon Prince wore on the inside of the shop door's handle, which placed him at the crime scene. And Johnson's prints were also found on the table when Sedona gave her reading. Which confirmed what Johnson had already told Brass that he had been there a few weeks prior to to check some theories, which also means that the victim did really clean her shop. Okay. And then Grissom wonders why Johnson would be back there because why and then Brett tells Grissom what but why would he want to kill the victim if the victim was the one person who could give him tips from where to find the body that he was looking for so Greg tells Grissom about Damon Mitchell and then tells him the prince of Mitchell Matched the later ones that were at the scene, and that he worked at the National Rodeo's finals last year. So Greg tells Grissom that he believes Damon is their guy, and that the case is solved. But Grissom tells Greg they still had another suspect to look into. So Brass goes and speaks to Johnson. Who is not really happy that he's a suspect now. He's like, okay, Brass, I'm here to try to solve a murder. And you're telling me that now I'm a suspect in your murder case. When he asked, when Brass asked Johnson about the prints that they found on the jars, Johnson tells him that he questions Sedona because, because it seemed like that she was on drugs. And then... Sedona gave him a class in alphabet and gave, and then he held some of the jars in his hand. Okay. And then when Damon firmly get out of his eye, Greg and the tuck interrogate him 
And he tells him that he did stop by Sedona's shop that they're in to confront her about because he thought that she was corny his wife and that because his wife wouldn't pay her for psychic readings. And one of the readings said that Damon was cheating on her. And when Damon tried to talk to her about the crown, Sedona asked for $5,000 to read the more favorable future for his wife. And Damon trashed the store, went around the liquor store, and eventually up in the hospital. So if he was the one to trash the place, it wasn't the killer. And then Greg tells Warren that the cops found the bottle of Robert in Damon's car, which means that he could have ditched his gun or the stolen money. So Warren wonders why Damon would get rid of the money if Sedona had taken most of it from his wife. That's, I mean, that's kind of suspicious because Damon would have kept the money. He wouldn't have get rid of the money. And then Hodges tells them that the gold flakes that was found in the cash register were iron iron? Alright. Something like that. Or for fool's gold. Hodges tells them that is Prosperity dust, which was put on the cash registers for good luck. And Wilson and Brass go and question Gordon Wallace because he's working now as a crew member for the singer Jocelyn Rings. When he was asked where he was when Sedona was killed, he tells them that he was with the crew until 10 p.m., picks up his brother at the airport, and came back to the concert. He tells them that he was in the shop earlier in that week because Jocelyn wanted to buy a love potion, the singer that he was working for. And the singer confirms this and says that Gordon was in the shop reports. And while Gordon is talking, Rusam realizes there are some pieces of broken glass in his shoe. And after they leave, he tells Brass that the broken glass isn't enough to tie him to the murder because he admitted he was in the shop, so he could have just said that he was there after Damon had trashed the place. And then, Brissom sells brass that Gordon only killed Sedona if he had killed his wife. And then Greg and Warren, Greg and Warren back in the lab, they have a map of Las Vegas. And Johnson shows them where he dug up the holes and that the most of the holes were dug near a house that Gordon owned in civilized manner, uh, also at some of his siblings' house in Henderson. But Johnson believes that Gordon had no reason to go to Summerlin. And he had only works in the area and was getting far away from the comfort zone. The comfort zone is, if you've seen criminal murders, you know what comfort zone is. Comfort zone is where the killer or the killers are more literally comfortable 
to do whatever they want to do. So they won't leave that, that area for nothing because it's part of the animal. And then Warren looks through a Gordon's work log and says that should, they should focus on any remote locations. So Johnstone identifies three remote locations including illegal dumping. And the CSIs had to similarly, like the CSIs, always during the dirty work, and Grissom was never found on the sites where the CSIs have to do the dirty work at, right? Never there. So they go to summary, we, to Summerlin with Johnson, and they are able to locate and dig up the septic tank, which the place of dealing and dumping. When the ladies drag off the, the tank, they find the body, a body at the bottom. So Greg climbs down and finds a skull. And after all the bones are retrieved, Greg is set to collect another bone sticking out of the dirt. It appears to be a red bone. But Grayson tells him that it's too small to belong to a human, so... And then Johnson says that Claire also had a dog. So that means that Gordon not only killed his wife, but also her dog. What did that dog ever do to you? Doc Robbins tells Grayson that the body was in the tank for too long to get DNA off it, so they have no... They have no way to be sure that the body belonged to, to Claire, but the features are consistent with Claire. And all of the seats had been knocked out, and this fold had three separate, three years to it. So they couldn't get DNA of the bones. There was no teeth, so they couldn't identify her. Doc Robin says that the cause of death was blood force trauma to this hole. And Greg and Warwick have been laying out the number bones when they're waiting for the forensic rat to arrive. And they also have found a metal contraption with two wheels, which means that the dog most likely only had two legs. So the dog would be that contraption to walk. And Warwick is looking at that contraption and he believes it's a wheelchair for a dog. Because when you combine that to the to the femur bones, it led him to believe that the dog was an amputee. So if Blair's dog was an amputee, that means that there will be a registration somewhere, which means that the humans bone, the human bones that were found near the dogs, actually belonged to Flair. And then Archie goes through Sedona's phone records and finds out that she had called Gordon three separate times 
on the last week, and she also called him four days before she was murdered, waiting to tell him about some, maybe to tell him that she needed money to keep the body hidden. And then Bryce tells Brissom that tells Brissom about that handprints that the Analia left to the farm village. And then Analia did thus confirm that she did slap her hands against the firehood and Greg prints her hands. And then Lori remembers that the car was red because she was freaked out that Sedona had mentioned the words blood red. And then outside the concert venue, Greg take leaps the prints from Golden's core. And then Grissom compares the prints to Annalise and she, he realizes that it's the same handprint. It's a match. And Grissom also gets his shoe and his wallet and then Gordon said that he never made any purchase from the shop with some fines a hundred dollar bills with gold flags in the wallet. And then it is revealed that Gordon shot Sedona and stole the money from the register to make it look like a robbery. And as he is arrested, Johnson reads his rights. And they didn't get Gordon from murdering his wife, but they did get him from murdering Sedona. And then back in Gordon's office, which, you know, this, this scene makes up to him sounds really creepy. Greg tells Gordon that the ones trying this theory that's a that's a predictor of her own death and Grissom is like oh, no she didn't and Greg says that you can have beliefs and still be a scientist and then Grissom says that the problem is when people mistake their beliefs for the science which has been happening a lot and then he Grissom opens the book, the Sedona book about deaths. Grissom, that is evidence. What are you doing that should be stored, not in your hands? And I must say, well, not necessarily because not everything in the crime is evidence. Yeah. So Grissom opens the book and and reads Greg a, passi a passage regarding summer layered a mystical place pagans believe the soul goes to rest before it reincarnates. Sedona told Johnson that Clara bodies was a summer layered, not buried in summer land. But Johnson heard summer land because he was desperate to find her body. When he told Gordon that, Gordon assumed that Sedona had actually known where Claire's body was. Mm -hmm. so she was killed because of her beliefs, actually, not because yeah. 
knew anything about the murder. She didn't know anything about the murder. She just somehow had contacted Claire's soul. And she found out and she found out that she was resting in somewhere land. But in fact, Claire had been buried at Summerland, which led Warren to believe that somehow Sedona knew about what he had done. Yep. And in, in this case, it's one of the times that I don't follow the person because my family is close to the veil. Which is basically a thin thing that's between those who have since passed on and those who are still living. And there's times where I can sense something. I can't see it, but I can feel it. Something bad what happens. For example, you go, so those of you who were really paying cool around and listen to the news around the time there was a shooting in, the, in a Vegas club with a country artist there. I had a very bad feeling the night before I went to bed. And I woke up with my mom coming in my room saying that our family friends who live in Vegas were safe. I did not know why until I looked it up. And so when I, I think it was a Jason Aldean concert that there was a shooting at that concert. And I, my family's been getting these feelings, my mom's side, for decades. Like my Aunt Jana, who is my grandma's first cousin gets those feelings too and there's also times where we can sense ghosts for example in one of all his yes spirits we can't see them but we can sense them in one of our historical buildings like the founder of our city both my sister and i have felt different types <laughs> she felt a bad presence a hand pulling her back Nobody was behind her. And for me, I felt a presence in a pink chair. I almost lost my group because of it, because I was staring at that chair for a good 10 minutes. This was when I was in fourth grade. Well, I had a similar experience when I went to visit a World War II museum. They had a Nazi... Nazi jacket a Nazi coat actually and it had a lot of medals in it you know a lot of some decoration or something like that and there was just something in that coat yeah there like was, I couldn't stop myself from looking at it something it was really dark because but it, wow I just I kept looking at that and then literally lost track of time because there was something there. Well, and there was still blood, blood, dry blood, dry blood on the cold. Well, so when my aunt was still with her first husband, she's only been married once, but she's been engaged to a different guy for over a decade. But when he was, when her, when when this uncle was stationed in Germany. My aunt and my grandma went to go visit one of the internment camps. My aunt couldn't go in. And she's not very strong with this, these feelings. 
And we actually, in my state, we had one of the Japanese internment camps. The certain areas, my sister can't go in because, uh, yes, we won't, uh, no, we won't, we won't no kill one, but they were still not treated well. Yeah, most people don't recognize that as a part of the world history. Yeah, the United States had concentration camp for Japanese immigrants or Japan or literally family families that were descended from Japanese immigrants. They would be put on concentration camps. Some shows do do show that reality. There's a channel on YouTube called dark history that has a video about those constitution camps yeah, she like, did a whole art about it but yeah like yes my my school district does teaches about it because my school district is the city with the ad camp and we use it as our fairgrounds well but so we go there probably Grissom would probably look at all of this and just say that well fall the science. Yeah. But you know, whatever you believe, it's your beliefs and yeah. And this is why I been wanted to do this episode because I do have a an a slightly bigger understanding than some other people might. Because they have not looked into this because they're not they did not inherit stuff like this. It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, I know what you mean. It sometimes can take out a lot of your energy. Yeah. Yeah, not a lot of people are sensitive like that. Yeah, like, another, I only ever really have good connection, like, for good spirits. Well, Brie, what are we talking about next week? We're talking about a very minor character. Cher Sari Liston. A.K.A. the sheriff that tried to post Catherine Ray from CSI. And the sheriff who promoted Eckley. Hmm. I'm about to talk about there again with... Characters who literally deserved better than they got. Well, so whatever you believe in, keep believing, but just be careful. We love you. See you all next week. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.